You're listening to The Right to be Catholic with Sean A.R. Brought to you by the Eastern Catholic Re-Evangelization Center. Welcome everybody to the Right to be Catholic podcast where we tackle everyday issues that we as Catholics face in our modern world today. I'm your host, Catholic speaker and advocate, Sean A.R. Today's show, we're going to focus on the topic of carrying your cross. What does it mean to carry your cross? What are some examples of the crosses that we carry in our day-to-day lives? And lastly, and most importantly, what is God trying to teach us from all of this? So this topic actually came up from a post that I had seen uh, about a few weeks ago that talked about, you know, we... We hang up the crosses in our house. We hang up the crosses in our cars. You know, we should be saying prayers before we hang up each one of these. And it got me thinking about, you know, I have a cross around my wrist that I wear all, I've had it for about more than 10 years. I have a cross that I, I wear around my neck. I know friends of mine that have crosses on their bodies tattooed. We hang crosses in our cars. In our culture, in the Chaldean Catholic faith, we're all about showing our faith, you know, being very showy about what we believe and being proud of it. But it got me thinking, do we have the strength to carry these crosses if they're given to us in our lives? Or are we just about, hey, I have a cross hanging in my house, but what does that mean to you, right? That cross symbolized Jesus Christ carrying the burden of our sins in the form of a cross. Are you and I'm saying this to myself as well, are, but are you strong enough to carry those crosses in your lives? Uh, and, you know, do we even recognize the crosses that we have in our lives? And what is God trying to teach us from these crosses that we have? So I thought it'd be a great topic to talk about that. The Bible quote that I have for this topic comes from Matthew 16, uh, verses 24 to 27. And it goes, then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what it will profit them if they gain the whole world, but forfeit their life. Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in glory of his Father, and that he will repay everyone for what has been done. That's very powerful. So basically, God is telling us, pick up your cross and follow me. But we'll get more and more into that. Normally at this time, I will introduce my guests. However, this one is a little different. I've done this before. Uh, this is this one is only me. So I apologize for those who want to hear a guest. And I thank you all for, um, you know, taking the time to listen to my voice. I know it may not be uh, great to hear my voice, but you know, my mom says my voice is very nice. So we're going to go with that. And I promise you that this one will be informative and entertaining. So again, I was talking to you guys about 
the quote I heard or the quote I read, and it came from one of our, actually our Chaldean Catholic priests. His name was Father Fawaz. He has these amazing quotes that he, he'll post uh, every once in a while. And this one was him saying, before you hang up the cross in your house, say the Our Father. Before you put up the statue of the Virgin Mary, you know, try to imitate her more. And it got me thinking about these things, like, you know, as Chaldean Catholics or as Catholics in general, we have statues in our house. Like, for example, right now, I'm, I'm staring at a uh, picture that I have of St. Joseph with uh, a, a younger Jesus. And, okay, so I have this picture and I have these crosses all over my house, but am I really able to... Um, act the way I'm supposed to as a Catholic. And if I'm given this cross, am I able to carry it? So let's talk about that. So what does it mean to carry your cross, right? We always say, hey, I have a cross I'm carrying, or that person has, they're carrying that cross. What does that really mean? So this phrase comes directly from the Bible. And three out of the four gospels actually mentions Jesus saying, take up your cross and follow me. He says those exact words. But what he meant was that people should follow in his way in order to be good disciples. So when Jesus said, uh, when Jesus took up his cross, he did so with great hum humility and obedience to his father. He put God's will and his love for us above himself. So even to the point of death. So think about that. So God, so Jesus put himself last and put us and God's will above himself, even to the point where it took him to death, he still did that. So to take up your cross means to put aside your selfish desires and follow God's will for yourselves, right? In your, whatever that may lead to in your lives. So to carry your cross means to fully put your trust in God amid any storms or battles that you may be dealing with in your life. And it means that although you may be sometimes going through extreme difficulties and painful situations with these crosses, you always trust that God is with you in the midst of all your suffering. And as Christians, right, we have to live our lives according to God's will. Therefore, when we say, take up, or when we read, take up your cross and follow me, this really means uh, being willing to die in order to follow Jesus. So after each time that Jesus commanded anybody or talked about carrying your cross, he said, "For and I mentioned this before in the Bible quote, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will be saved, right? And what good is it for a man to gain the whole world if they lose uh if they lose themselves, right? Lose eternity. So I will tell you this, and I know from personal experience, I mean, not that I, I've, I've reaped the reward yet, um, but although this is tough, and as Catholics, we know, as and many times you'll hear a lot of Catholics say, like, it's hard being Catholic, right? It is. And we have crosses that we carry in our lives. And we'll get into what that what I mean by that specifically, more in the podcast, but I will tell you the reward is incomparable. And what is that reward? That reward is heaven, right? So you're probably saying to yourself, okay, but you know, has, has anyone really carried their cross and seen the rewards of it? Yeah, they have. I actually have uh, about four or five examples of people who have done that. Uh, we as Catholics call them saints. 
And let me go over just a few examples of some of the saints and the crosses they carried, and now look where they are, right? For example, St. Rita. So St. Rita um, actually uh, would pray often for her husband, and even though during those times she was praying for her husband, she was uh, in a very abusive relationship with that with her husband, and she carried that cross, and never did she, during that time, deter from her prayer life and her devotion to Christ. And even after her husband was murdered, her children then ended up uh, saying that they wanted to take revenge, uh, or you know, avenge their father, and she prayed constantly that God would take their, her children before they were able to commit that act of murder because she didn't want them to have that sin on them. And um, even when she became a nun, like later on in her life, after her children had passed and her husband had passed, she went and became a nun. And she would often pray and she would pray in front of uh, the statue of Jesus and specifically the ones with him wearing the thorns because she would tell Jesus and say, you know, I want to unite my suffering, your suffering to my suffering so that she would endure that same suffering that Jesus did. That's why a lot of times when you see St. Rita, you see her with a picture of a, a thorn on her forehead because she would always pray and say, God, bring me the suffering. I want to take it. Another example of a, of a saint that had many crosses in his life, physical crosses and mental crosses, physical and mental tortures was Padre Pio. And Padre Pio, even in his life as a, as a priest, uh, he would even be tortured by people of the faith and, and they would knock him down and tell him, don't do this or what you're doing is wrong. Not only was he tortured by them, but he was also tortured by the devil, physically and mentally tortured by the devil, to the point where he even uh, uh, experienced the the suffering of the stigmata, which was which which is this the same uh, you know and getting the infliction of the same wounds that Jesus Christ was inflicted on during crucifixion, and during all that time he never deterred from what God wanted him to do. Another great example is St. Teresa of Calcutta. So St. Teresa, if you know her story, you know, she didn't come from, I mean, she came from a wealthier family, but she, she, she entered the, the convent and she chose to go to the poorest of the poor because she said, that's what God wanted me to do. She said, she got a message from God saying, that is what you want me, that is what I want you to do. And she did that. But what you probably don't know, you may know this, but what you don't know is that a lot of her writings to her spiritual director, she oftentimes mentioned for years, not a short period of time, but for like 30 or 40 years, she had complete spiritual dryness where she didn't feel anything. She didn't hear God uh, talking to her. She didn't feel his presence in and she can, and even during this darkest time, she still continued to do the wonderful and amazing things that she did. And it, it makes me think of um, the Bible quote where it says, my God, why have you forsaken me, right? And even during that time, she, when God was saying that on the cross, he still fulfilled what he had to do. St. Teresa, even during that time, like, why have you, for, I'm doing all these great things. Why have you forsaken me? She still did what she had to do. Uh, I want to talk about, last one, St. Augustine. St. Augustine, if you know a little bit about St. Augustine, he, he was a great saint. But during his time, uh, in his younger years, he was addicted to lustful things. 
And even in later in his life and during his confessions, he talks about how he would pray and say, God, convert me so I could be a better person, but not just yet, because I'm loving, I'm living my life and doing what I'm doing. And that was a cross that he carried throughout his life. But of course, now we know who St. Augustine is and all the wonderful things he did. I could talk about many, many more saints, like St. Therese of Lisieux, which is known as the the Saint of the Little Way, which she dealt with all this illness. And even during her illness and suffering during that time, she still would battle the devil during that time. And in, in the middle of all of this, she still did not turn away. So I'm telling you guys, if if they can do it, so could we. And if you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, but they're saints. Of course, God gave them the strength to do these, but I just showed you that even during their darkest time when they felt that God was not near them, they still did that. And remember, these saints were ordinary people before they became saints, just like you and I were ordinary people, but God uses um, ordinary people to do extraordinary things then that's why they, or hence them becoming saints. So trust that God it will use you the same way that he uses them. So what are some examples of the crosses that we carry? So, and again, I just from my research and reading and what, what I learned, they come in many forms, right? They come in physical forms and mental forms. So a, a form of a cross that we can, that people carry, or, you know, if you're dealing with this in your life is addiction. Now, addiction can be can be any form of addiction. Addiction is to drugs, to alcohol, to, to to sex, to gambling, whatever your addiction may be. Now, I will tell you, um, and St. Peter talked about this, actually. He talked about when we go against our addictions, in a way, we are going a, towards what we are naturally inclined to want to do. So it makes us suffer. And that suffering can be a physical suffering sometimes. Like being addicted to alcohol, when you go against that and try to cut off cold turkey, you physically suffer in doing that. And it can also be a mental torture in any form of your addictions that that you have. Now, and he even talked about it in in the Bible. There was this verse from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, where he says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also in the same with the same mind, for he who suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So in us battling these uh, these crosses that we have, we're in actuality um, stopping us ourselves from sinning in a way. Another form would be living living a certain lifestyle that is not in line with the church. Now, I know it's hard and there's a lot of controversy going around about this topic, but I will tell you that this is a this is a form of a cross that some people carry. Now, how you act on that, of course, it's it's either where whether you're going to be sinning in this lifestyle or not. And it's just, it's a cross that we carry. Um, now, of course, God uh, never, I believe, gives anyone a cross that they cannot handle, right? I always believe that God gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. Another form of a cross that people carry in their lives, dealing with family members with addictions. 
How about dealing with a bad relationship? You could have a spouse who's abusive, who's a drunk, who's addicted to certain things, gambling or whatever it may be. And that's the cross that you carry. And again, that's what God put in your life. So again, how we react to these things uh, depends on how we're going to live our life and how we're going to get to our salvation. Last one I want to mention is dealing with a sickness or an illness, either with yourself, you know, you're dealing with it or dealing with a family member and you're taking care of that family member and dealing with that sickness. Now, I mentioned all these examples and I, I, I didn't mean to mention them in a way to make them sound like burdens because they're not. The way I'm thinking of it is these crosses are a way to assist us to get to our salvation. And what is God telling us? I don't, I don't have the exact answer, but I do believe that with prayer, right, and going to the Eucharist uh, through adoration and continuous prayer, that God will show us what it is, why we have this cross, and what, what are you trying to show me, God? What is it that you want me to learn from this cross that I carry? And I believe that is the only way as Catholics that we could carry these crosses, so to take up your cross is something that has to take place in your thoughts first, right? So when thoughts that aren't pleasing to God come to your mind during the day, you put them to death, in essence, in what we like, like an inner cross. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So when a sinful thought pops in your mind for the first time, that's only temptation, it's a suggestion from Satan, from the devil. How you react is something different, right? Do you allow this temptation to leave your thoughts and enter into your heart, causing you to, to sin, or do you not? And you know, something funny that I thought about when I was thinking about this, if you remember growing up when they had those cartoons and when someone had to make a decision, uh, whether to do something or not, an angel would pop up on their right and a, 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 like a devil would pop up on their left and each one of them would give them what they wanted them to do. And then you would, <laughs> that the cartoon character would decide on whether or not to listen to the angel or listen to the, to the devil. And no, even though that's a, that's a cartoon, I, I, I believe that that does happen in, in ourselves. There's an internal battle always that happens. Do we fall more to what Satan wants us to do or what God wants us to do. And that there's that internal conflict of us. So denying these sinful thoughts is how we, as Christians, as Catholics, take up our daily cross. So when Jesus was saying, take up your daily, take up your cross daily and follow me, this is what he was talking about. So what is God trying to teach us from this and how should we carry our crosses? So you have to think, what did Jesus do, right? Or WWJD, remember that? What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus never tells us to do anything that he already did not do. He carried the cross. He dealt with a, a, all of the things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day because he was fully human and fully divine. As Catholics, this is what we believe. So to carry our cross, right? This is what true discipleship is all about doing what Jesus did in his daily life. So we always try to um, lean towards or, or act in the way, what, what did Jesus do, right? 
we try to imitate him in his daily life. Of course, we fall short. Of course, Jesus knows this. But the crosses we carry imitate the way Jesus carried his cross, his physical cross, actually. And of course, he still conquered death. So he teaches us, hey, imitate me. Try to be like me. What is he trying to teach us, right? He's trying to teach us letting go, letting go and trusting in God. So an example of that would be is when he was tempted in the when he was tempted, he's in the in the garden before he before he was crucified. He said, "Not my will, but yours be done." And that was Luke twenty two uh, verse forty two. So he took up his cross and denied himself. At that point, his temptations never resulted in sin in word, in thought, or in deed, because he fully trusted in what God wanted and he let go of his own selfish needs. At that point, his humanity said, I don't want, it's it, it's hard to, to know that I'm about to die. It's There's a lot of fear and anxiety goes to the point where he sweat blood, if you remember that. Another thing I believe God wants us to do when, when, when we're carrying our crosses is rely on him. So it is also written that Jesus said, offer up your prayers, or Jesus offered up his prayers and supplications with a loud cry and tears to him who was able to save him from death. Again, we talked about that. Jesus cried out to Jesus uh, to God. So I believe that we should be constantly crying out to God and saying, please give me the strength to say that no to my temptation. And to keep saying no to that temptation, so you must do, you must be humble in your, or you must humble yourself and have that same mindset that Jesus had. Again, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. When we face with that temptation. Also, trust that he knows what's best for us. Listen, we think we know, oh, this is best for me. I can do this or I, I should or shouldn't be doing this. But he knows what's best for us. In his ultimate wisdom, he knows what is right and what is wrong for us. So taking up your cross daily can lead to a transformation in yourself. And a transformation, not even yourself, but how you engage with other people. You won't always be that same person that you were yesterday. You'll be cleansed from your sin in your nature and the fruits of the spirit will be able to uh, fully engulf you. We're to the point where you're, you'll find yourself not judging so quickly, uh, being so critical of others, being upset, grumpy, being why am I always down on my or why am I always down? Instead, you'll be radiating kindness and love because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you're over, you're you're able to overcome these crosses that are holding us down in our lives. Of course, I'm hoping that that is a true for everyone listening to this podcast, for everybody. And lastly, it teaches us patience, right? Patience and trusting that God will um, hear our prayers. Of course, sometimes we don't know how God will answer us because, for example, uh, and this leads me to my next uh, point, God prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, he said, God, take this cup from me, but if it is your will and not mine, be that be done, right? So, But it made me think of a story that, and I read this article the other day, and the article talked about uh, Simon of 
Serene. And, and I've never really thought about Simon of Serene in this way, but after reading this article, it made me think about a few things. And it will lead me to my point about God answering our prayers and how he answers them. But let me tell you the story about Simon of Serene. So Simon of Serene, he was this guy and he, he was watching, you know, like everybody else, uh, Jesus walked on the road to Calvary and to be crucified. And the, and the Roman soldiers picked him and said, you, you carry this guy's cross because he can't go any further. His, his, his human, Jesus' humanity, his physical body couldn't physically take it anymore to get to Calvary, right, to be crucified. So they picked Simon to carry his cross. So in this article, they talk about why do we need to know about this? What's the significance of this guy and what he did? And I, I myself truly believe this, that nothing in the Bible is just there for informational purposes. There has to be something behind what is in the Bible. I believe God has a purpose for everything that he had done in his life or anything that was surrounding, like why did God do this? Or why did God allow this to happen in the Bible? So a few things, let's think about this guy, Simon, for a second. And, and this, is just, this is just suggestions of what the author of this article was talking about, but it made me think myself too. So let's think about this. Simon knew nothing of, or didn't know Jesus personally, and Jesus did not know him personally. So why did God choose a foreigner, Simon from Serene, right? Serene is from North Africa. Why did this guy come? And was there and he helped him out in, in his final hour. And it made me think about, is God telling us that sometimes we will be asked to carry the cross of somebody else? Think about that for a second. This foreigner who knew nothing about Jesus or nothing, he didn't know Jesus personally. He was there and he's like, oh, look at this guy. He's about to be crucified. And yet he was chosen to carry his cross. So I believe that Jesus is asking us that, hey, listen, sometimes you will have to carry someone else's cross and that's okay. Or pray for them that the burden of their cross is not as heavy as it normally is. So it made me think about the next time you're in church, look around, right? And pick somebody, random, doesn't matter. And pray for that person and say, you know what, God, whatever suffering, whatever cross they're carrying, I want to unite it to my suffering and offer it up to you. And hopefully that I can be like Simon and carry the cross the way he carried your cross. So that, that's one thinking of it, right? But it goes even deeper than that. Specifically, Luke mentions uh, Simon of Serene and he talks and he, he says specifically that uh, Simon walked behind Jesus and carried that cross behind Jesus. And what's the significance of Simon walking behind Jesus carrying the cross? Because whenever we read this, we, we, when we talk about Simon, when, you know, we're, when, we're, um, when we're praying or doing the stations of the cross, we always say, oh, Simon carried the cross for Jesus. But Luke specifically talks about and mentions Simon walking behind Jesus. So, and... If you think about it, Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. He doesn't say walk beside me. He says, follow me. So I think Jesus here was trying to show us the physical uh, act of what it looks like to 
pick up the cross and follow Jesus. So I think that's what Luke was intending for us to see in that specific moment. Another thing I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Simon, this guy was just maybe uh, visiting Jerusalem and he's like, okay, what's going on here? And oh, they're crucifying this man named Jesus. Maybe he hadn't heard about him. Maybe he came to see him. But they picked him out of nowhere and they're like, hey, you, you're gonna, you're gonna it's, I, you know, we don't care what's going on in your life. You're gonna carry the cross right now. And it made me think, and it, the, the author of this article also mentioned this, that we don't know the time and place when Jesus will, will tell us, hey, it's time for you to help me. I need this. Or this is when, the, this is when your cross is coming. But again, just like Simon, we must be ready. We must be ready that whatever cross God gives us, that we're able to carry it. And I think Simon was a perfect example of that, that he was told you have to carry this cross and he did it. Whether we want to or not, it's going to happen, right? But I think as, as Christians, as Catholics, we have to pray that one, when the time comes for us, that God calls us to carry the cross that we are to be like Simon and be ready for that. The last point that the author made, and I thought it was a beautiful point, and I've never thought about it this way. And again, this is just suggestion. But when Jesus was praying in the garden and he, he prayed that the cup be taken from him, um, and it made me think about the prayer that he said. And again, I, I'm not a theologian, so I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe God was praying not for himself not to be crucified because he knew, Jesus knew what his role was. Jesus knew what he had to do in order to conquer death, in order to overcome sin for the whole world. He knew he had to die on the cross. So when he said, take this cup from me, but let it be your will, he, and again, this is just speculation, but it could have been that Jesus was praying not to be taken from death, but to be to, to have the strength to overcome this temptation that the devil was probably putting in him to say, no, you're fearing death. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, death is so scary. But, you know, Jesus was praying, God, help me that I can overcome this fear of death, this temptation that I'm, that I'm feeling at this moment because of my humanity. Because as a human, we don't want to die. We don't want to be crucified on a cross. And at that moment, God sent the angel to give him comfort, right? Maybe to help him overcome that fear. And I believe, again, because Jesus in his humanity at that moment, when he physically could not carry the cross anymore, he sent Simon. And Simon at that point was like the angel uh, coming and comforting Jesus and helping him to get to where he had to be. Oftentimes, you know, my mother told me this prayer many, many years ago. Um, and I always say, every time where I feel anything, you know, the weight of the world or any problems I have, and I can't take it anymore, I, I, I say, God, I, I hang it on the cross. So that, that way Jesus can take this from me and hang it on the cross. And I, and I offer that sacrifice to him. So that just it's a prayer. And I, I've heard that prayer multiple times. It's actually a beautiful place. I hang. It's simple. Jesus, I can't take it anymore. I hang it on the cross. I offer it to you. 
and he'll take it because he loves us so much. So the more we show obedience to carrying our cross, the more grace he'll give us. And as we start to see it, uh, no longer, we'll start to see it no longer as a burden, but as something that will help us to our salvation. Just as Simon of Serene helped Jesus carry the cross, God sends us, uh, God will send us help in carrying our cross. I truly believe that. And it becomes easy to fight the temptations that we have to sin because we are now trained to know that this cross that we have in our lives is just a tiny obstacle to get to our salvation, to get to Christ. So that's what I have for you guys. But I, And I, I hope you guys took from this that no matter what crosses we carry in our lives, that with the, with the strength and help of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we can overcome. Just like how the saints overcame all the crosses in their lives, we too can overcome them. And now, hopefully now, you can identify the crosses in your life. And before you hang up that cross, before you put your, if you have a necklace on a cross or hang it in your home or in your car, that you say to yourself, wait a minute, you know, am, do I have the strength to carry this cross if God calls me the way Simon was called to carry the cross for Jesus or when Jesus carried the cross for all of our sins and, and still conquered death. So I will also leave you with this other final thought. So following Jesus is easy when our life is, is running smooth. We all know that. But our true commitment to him is revealed during all these trials. And if you wonder if you are ready to take up your cross, consider these questions. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing some of your closest friends? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from your family? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means loss of your reputation? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means loss of your job or even loss of your life? Remember that. Are you strong enough to carry that cross? And I believe we all are. And I'm going to leave you with this quote that will give you strength. It comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, guys, finally, I want to give you guys a reminder to check out both podcast, uh, the other two podcasts that we have with ECRC. Uh, we have the, uh, the Salty Catholic with Ennis Kesto and the Catholic Avengers with Jeff Kassab and Pilara Saki. I'm going to leave you guys like I leave you with always. Remember to go forth with confidence because you have the right to be Catholic. God bless and thank you. You have been listening to an ECRC Martoma Productions podcast. To learn more about ECRC and all of our programs, go to ecrc.us.